Welcome to the Sunday Worship podcast for the parishes of the Wellington and District team. Today is Sunday the 22nd of March, the fifth Sunday of Lent. Although we're separated in our homes, we come together in spirit to praise God, to reflect upon scripture and to pray. Wherever we are, we are in the presence of God. Grace. Mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. The opening hymn is Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You. Sister, let me serve you, let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have a grace to let you be my servant too. We are pilgrims on a journey, fellow travellers on the road. Today's Gospel reading later will invite us to reflect upon darkness in this world and on the healing and transforming light of Christ. So first, let us acknowledge the darkness in our lives and ask that Christ will heal us and set us free. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Christe, Christe, eleison. Christe, Christe, eleison. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Kyrie, Kyrie, Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, 
and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We listen to the Gospel according to St John. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go up to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us go also, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews, who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. 
They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and she saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Bishop Peter will be lighting a candle in the window of the Bishop's Palace at 7pm this evening. And he's invited all of us to place a candle in our windows also. A tiny flicker, but a sign of something brighter. It's actually a visual recollection of the prologue to John's Gospel. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The world today may seem a very dark place, and there was a lot of darkness in the time of Christ also. For instance, in that reading we heard from John's Gospel, we encounter this. The darkness of fear in Thomas and the other disciples as they follow Jesus back into Judea, knowing that something is going to go wrong. And there's the darkness of mourning in the hearts of the sisters Mary and Martha as they grieve their brother. And there's the darkness of Jesus' own grief for his friend Lazarus. And there's the darkness of the cave tomb in which the body of Lazarus lay. But darkness is not the end of the story. Lazarus receives new life 
his sisters receive joy. Jews believe in Jesus. This is the consistent witness of scripture that God's love exceeds all the things that we see as limitations. The psalmist writes in Psalm 139, I say, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light around me become, your, become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. Without the darkness, there cannot be the light of new life. This is the message of Holy Week which approaches. It is the witness of innumerable Christians across the centuries. God meets people in the midst of their greatest need, and in that place he fulfils his promise, I am the resurrection and the life. So as we light candles tonight, we do so in the midst of a dark time, and we can be sure that God will bring resurrection and life in God's time and in God's way. An opportunity, a moment to reflect. Kindle a flame to lighten the dark and take all fear away. We respond to God's word as we pray. We pray for the church that we will be faithful. For the Prime Minister and Her Majesty's Government making decisions to protect and support us. For the National Health Service and all working sacrificially for the common good. Locally for Tracy Richbell, commissioned today in an online service as village chaplain for West Buckland. And we pray for ourselves and all whom we love. Lord Jesus, you have taught us that what we do for the least of our brothers and sisters, we do also for you. 
Give us the will to be the servant of others as you were the servant of all and gave up your life and died for us but are alive and reign now and forever. Amen. And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Our final hymn is Shine, Jesus Shine. we ask for God's blessing. God, who from the death of sin raised you to new life in Christ, keep you from falling and set you in the presence of his glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. And so until we worship together again, Go well, friends.